0: hey how's it going everyone and welcome to untitled and unbothered episode 23. um this is a very special episode today because we have our very own guest. Her name is Felina. Um, Before I allow her to tell a little about herself, you know, the topic today is entrepreneurship and, um, you know, especially small businesses here in San Francisco, uh, where we are based on. I'm definitely excited to have her on. She's up and coming. I definitely wanted to make sure to give her this platform to, you know, show off her her company. But uh, after all that, I'm going to let her speak for herself. Uh, So Felina, thank you for coming on. Um, Welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Thanks, guys, for having me. This has been trying to work on this for quite some time now. So I'm excited. I'm really Mm -hmm. excited. Um, I think it's dope what you guys are doing as well. So thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So my name is Felina uh, Felina Ariza Sosa. A lot of people always ask me what FAST stands for. Uh, So it is actually my full government name. I just felt like I needed to give my business um, a name that was going to mean something in 20 years from now. You know, trends come and go, you know, fads happen. But who I am is who I am and I'm never going to change who I am. And so I wanted my company and my brand to have something that if I decided to change, you know, professions or, wanted to branch off it was going to be a name that could be universal mm-hmm. um and then it kind of stuck it just fast fast just kind of like <laughs> that go-go go, right that hustle flow kind of so i catch your name yeah and so a lot of people were like giving me kind of shit about it they're like well why don't you pick this why don't you do that and i'm like well why don't you get your own business and then give your own <laughs> name on there like this is what works for me and I like it and I think um the syllables that I choose that like the syllables are bold like fa like they're they're strong uh, so it stuck with me. So I really, so yeah, I yeah. No, I
0: really like. I, I personally like it. I I think, and it's interesting because I didn't even know that was your full official government name. So <laughs> for I you to say that, that, that's pretty dope. Yeah, but uh, you know, and and, and the interesting thing about Faz is that you can, you know, you can find interesting ways to plug that in. You know, like I've been saying, Faz Fridays. You can say Faz forward. Uh, kind of like wanted to say that about entrepreneurship fast forward with entrepreneurship. Um, and so kind of like one question I wanted to ask you, Felina, um, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, someone who, you know, had this idea to start your own, your own brand, your own company, uh, you know, how did you get this idea or how, how, what inspired you really to make drinks or to really um, tackle on this, this adventure?
1: So, um, so, okay. So I, man, truth is, I've been working hard since I was like 15 Um, and every job, whether it be in the retail industry or whether it be um, on the soccer field coaching kids or whether it be behind the bar or whether it be in the classroom has all has has really added to like my growth. And I don't want to sound cliche. I, I, I mean that. Every job, even the shitty ones, even the ones that I might've quit or I got fired from have all like added to who I am and my character. Um, And I've taken something from them or I've grown from them. But um, I think what really initially, what it was for me was, man, to live in San Francisco has just been such a struggle lately, right? Mm -hmm. And I am born and raised here. My dad is first generation. Um, My mom came here from Hong Kong when she was four. And so, yeah. And so I just felt like so many of my friends and family members have have had to be displaced or moved out of San Francisco. And I realized that if I really wanted to be successful in San Francisco, I needed to have more than one hustle, right? I needed to have more than one source of income. Mm -hmm. And so um, I went to school, graduated, SF State alum, um, go Gators. And so, yeah, and I like, I got my degree in child and adolescent development um, and I, I focused on kindergarten, elementary education, so kindergarten through eighth, so teaching was like my passion, I loved it, I, I love working with kids, um, I have like just this innate um, ability to just like, I understand them, you know, and like I love them, I, I love kids more than I love adults. and. But that shit wasn't paying the bills. Like that shit was hard, and being a young Latina who's overly vocal, it was very hard in in that um, area to just kind of be who I wanted to be. And there was just a lot of judgment and a lot of it. Just it, it was hard. It was really hard. And so one day I, I woke up, and I and so throughout college I was always bartending. Because it was worked with my schedule, it was flexible. Not gonna lie, you make fast, fun money. I mean, mm-hmm. that shit is ridiculous. Like the amounts of money that I, if you're good at it, you, you can go home with you know six, seven hundred cash in a five, six hour shift. If you're good at it, wow. if you're a hustler and you can multitask and you can work the crowd. And so I'm not gonna lie, I kind of became addicted to that. I, bec- I, I became addicted to that that hustle. And um, but then I realized, you know, I started getting into like all these different at like um, industries. Like I was at Bruno's, I was at Via, I was at man hole in the wall bars and the Mission and you name it. I've done it. I've done done all capacities, all demographics. Um, And I was realizing that I was making these places like twenty thousand dollars a night, and I'm like, damn. And a lot of these people were coming to see me consistently, like, oh, I went there Friday, you weren't there. And I'm like, oh, you went for me. Okay. So then I figured out, you know what? I'm so tired of clocking in for someone else and working for someone else that I'm just going to do this shit on my own. Like, And it just literally clicked in my head one day that I was really tired of working for somebody else. And so... After just doing my own research, talking to mentors, um, I have a couple mentors who are also entrepreneurs and they're men, Latino men, um, family friends. And I just, when I pitched my idea to them, they were like, "Yeah, go with that. Like, that sounds dope. And like, there were so many times where I was doubting myself and questioning myself. And I was like, he, my, my uncle was like, just, don't even overthink that, just that shit is gonna come as it comes. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then, and you'll assess it. He's like, don't overthink it. Don't give yourself anxiety. So I literally just, I I just woke up one day, did the research, bought an LLC, (laughs) did what I needed to do to get like a license. And and it's just been a domino effect uh, since there. That's, that's a
0: very That's a very inspirational story um, And definitely yeah. I mean all, all three of us Including yourself Four We all grew up uh, Grew up in SF Or in the Bay Area And we understand You know, the struggle of living in San Francisco and especially right now in a pandemic and just kind of like always having to uh, fight adversity, right? And always having to adapt to situations. And like you said, you were growing up teaching and and you were noticing that you you had to do something for yourself, something to, to take care of your family, right? And stuff like that. And so... Um, You know, and the the concept of mentorship, you were saying that that's pretty that's pretty nice because you you always have to like lean on people that have done stuff or that know more than you. Right. In order to um, in in order to achieve your goal. So I wanted to kind of like maybe some advice to to a little kid or a young teen that maybe has an idea in their head um, and they want to pursue something. Right. And they want to make it their own um you know what what can they do to to make it to that next level right and and i think you with faz you're taking it to that next level right now right and you've you've noticed up and downs you've noticed maybe different things that you've done that work that certain things that haven't so what would you tell like you know someone up and coming like hey you know you know what, what, what what would you tell them to work on or to to keep pursuing um in order to be you know attain certain goals that you have
1: yeah um I get so I guess I guess it depends on how old they are right and where they're at in the process and I don't ever want to discourage anybody but with like I'm 35 right and so I'm a little older than like the norm and like if I look back at 25 year old me I don't think I would have been able to do what I'm doing now and so it all comes with experience right and like and fa- fails like things that didn't work, right? Like okay, so I know that didn't work. Let me try it this way, but never, but never giving up, right? As corny as that sounds, because in the two years now, I, I'm on my, I'm on a year and a half of my business, and I am so grateful, like, and I'm so thankful, and I'm even thankful of the people that challenged me. And so I guess, like you said, adversity, right? Like just being a fighter, like having a fighter mentality where it's like okay you know you're gonna lose you know you're gonna take some losses you're probably gonna put yourself at risk and there's gonna be situations that make you feel uncomfortable but you really are gonna have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable like there's gonna be moments that are gonna you're gonna question yourself and you're gonna question am I really like doing this like this is ridiculous but how you how you talk to yourself right and how you coach yourself through those situations is ultimately what is going to add to your success
2: mm-hmm. I don't yeah know if
1: that makes sense right like how you continue to talk to yourself right like there are going to be people who are going to hate there's going to be people who mm-hmm. are negative but how you talk to yourself right after you leave that conversation and and really filter out the bullshit and go you know what that person was trying to look out for me, even though they sounded like a little bit of a hater. <laughs> I'm gonna take this and this, and I'm gonna know that I'm capable of this. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think I think just, you gotta be able to be tough. If you're gonna be your own boss, you really can't have no, no, you can't be weak. Like it, when I say weak, I mean like, you cannot let the opinions of others affect your decisions affect your ideas and affect ultimately how you move because then you're never going to your ideas are never going to hit they're never going to go anywhere if you're soft and you let what somebody else tells you or dictate how you move you're fucked. Mm -hmm. ultimately right so
2: yeah i think
1: mentally being mentally strong and being able to like let things bounce off of you and not personalizing Mm -hmm. everything that's key if you want to be your own boss that's key
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I know earlier you mentioned how you used to coach kids and you dealt a lot with kids growing up. How do you think that helped you with having your business now?
1: So, um, yeah, so I still coach. Mm. So I actually coach three teams right now. I have um, two boys. I have a U8 and a U12, and then I have a U10 girls. Um, And I coach all up and down San Francisco. I've coached high school girls. Um, I think... I'm I'm so sorry. Repeat that. How has that helped me? Is that what you're saying? How
2: how has it helped you with your business now?
1: Well, again, like I've dealt with some shitty parents, right? I've dealt with, (laughs) I've dealt with like parents that are awful and hard to work with. Just like I've dealt with some hard clients, right? And you, again, you got to learn to not personalize everything. Like there's been times where I really want to pop off on someone. And I'm like, no, Felina, like that's not going to work with professionalism that's not going to work with your brand that's not going to work with how people are going to perceive you right because no one's going to want to work with you if you're going to allow every wrong call or every wrong you know what i'm saying yeah you know what i'm saying like in soccer right when i'm when i'm coaching terrible refs there's been terrible refs there's been terrible parents there's been you know And you got to kind of like, no, okay, we're going to move forward. Like, we're going to move forward. It's going to be okay. Let's think positive. Because if I allowed every bad call or every bad move to dictate how I'm going to move forward, then I would never get anywhere. So I think that's that's, kind of what I've taken, right? And it's like, and you're a team, right? Like, so with coaching, you have to be a good leader. You have to be a good coach, right? And so I just feel like I've had some really shitty coaches and I've had some great coaches and I've taken from all of them as well. And so I guess when I try to be a boss with my, with like my barbacks or my staff or anybody, I try to talk to them how I would want, how I would want to be talked to or how I would want to talk to like my athletes and my players, right? Like constantly encouraging them, being firm, but constantly encouraging them. So stuff like that. I mean, it, it's crazy, working with kids, I tell people this all the time, working with kids is no different than working with drunk adults. It's <laughs> almost worse to work with drunk adults than it is to work with kids.
2: Yeah. Because
1: mm-hmm. you get some, some asshole entitled adults who just, they're drunk and then they think they're, in, and they think they know it and they're trying to tell you what's up. So you kind of just gotta like, again, have tough skin and just, who saw that? What's
0: a, I think what's interesting, Felina, is that you, were, you kind of, had experience coaching kids and you're experiencing working with adults and and you're kind of finding ways to incorporate both. Also the idea of teamwork, you're kind of seeing like a lot of things kind of like going back to your business. And I think that's as an entrepreneur, you definitely bring outside factors that you've had in the past or experience, or especially like if you didn't like a certain way, something was done and you're like, maybe I want to do it this way to improve it. Cause like in your eyes, it's different than someone else's. Also, like you you said, you want to be your own boss. You want to, you know, you want to make the decisions for yourself. And so like you may be coaching or maybe teaching, you can't really do that. Right. And it's, you know, and, and drink, I mean, drinks is, is, is a great business to to promote and advertise and um, and make it really your own. So talking about that, and that's kind of like transitioning to marketing. Um, I want to ask you right now, especially during COVID, right? I mean, there's two different types of marketing before COVID and I think during COVID, right? Uh, but I think you've been doing such a great job. Um, so kind of want to ask you uh, in the aspect of marketing, how, how has uh, how have you been really advertising Faz? Um, and especially if you talk about like the impact of COVID, um, have you been able to adjust to that, um, that aspect?
1: So it's interesting. Um, when I first started my business, it was mainly to do mobile bartending and private events. Right. And so when people go, well, what is mobile bartending? I'm like, well, do you know what mobile means? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, do you know what bartending means? And they're Mm. like, oh, and I'm like, Yeah.
2: (sighs) (laughs) No,
1: <laughs> like whatever right it's like it's like plugging in the with a root word and the what you know it's like hello yeah. yeah. so um originally I was I was just gonna be like private events right so like weddings um whatever baptisms birthdays you name it and then COVID happened mm. and funny right uh one day I was messing around with some drinks in my house because I have a bar and I was like Messing around on social media, right? And social media is social media is a crazy fucking thing. So I I posted on there like that's you know because unfortunately what history has taught us and what I've learned is that it doesn't it doesn't matter how bad we're in or how bad our country is in or society is in people will always what drink always yeah people unfortunately will drink before they eat. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds, right? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and
1: I and I and I feel bad sometimes playing into that, but it's reality of the life we live. And so, that being said, I knew that people were going to be at home more. People were scared to leave their house, so it kind of became a joke where I was on social media. I was like, "Fast deliveries, craft cocktails, <laughs> here you go." And dude, that shit snowballed. I mean from one week to the next week to, then I had to like, at, at one point I was getting more orders that I could even like fulfill. And so it has been the silver lining. And so really social media has been my main platform. I really haven't even had to pay for like extra stuff. And I was having this conversation with my girl, a girl that I'm collaborating with. She was like, oh, you should use Facebook marketplace or North, you know, all this other jam. And I'm like, I'm like, damn. And, you know, in the most humblest way possible, if I really like tapped into some of these other like outlets, I probably would be like way over, like, like I would be over my own, like I wouldn't be able to keep up. But right now, really, it's just social media. So like Instagram, word of mouth, Facebook, a lot of word of mouth, like I've been really blessed and and I'm super grateful of like the clientele that I've had and the friends that I have had. Who stand by my product because that's dope. Like that, honestly, that shit has made me feel so good. Like to where I'm like, damn, people really like, people really rock with me. Like people have supported me. They've bought my drinks. They've they've passed my drinks on. Um, I've had barber shops. Like barber shops have been my main go to. Like shout out to all the barber shops, mm-hmm. man. It, they have been dope. Like feel goods cuts, first class. Docs barbershop like all those three right there are the three main platforms that really were like hey come through bring your bar bring your drinks and then it just kind of like like spiral, like spiraled from there and so that's really where um that's really how it happened so like the beginning of covid i'd never i never like making drinks and delivering drinks was never something that i envisioned it was always like i don't want to do that but I had to do it. I was forced to do it because all my events and everything got put on hold. Mm. So I had to think of a new way to get creative, right? I had to think outside the box. And luckily for me, actually, my delivery service has been so consistent and so good to me that it's, it's kept me in business.
3: That's awesome. That's good to hear.
1: Thanks.
3: So for me, first off, I wanted to say it's great to finally meet you. <laughs> you know, my cousin Alejandro always says good to stuff about you and your business and i finally got to try one of the drinks when he took me uh i think a couple of weeks ago so and i asked i heard you mention also that you graduated from sf state too so yeah. i'm also gonna graduate soon
1: yay good for so, you when go you gators ra- when you graduating
3: uh hopefully in may hopefully if everything I goes hope well we have
1: a ceremony let's manifest that ceremony yeah hopefully <laughs> so Let far they've been saying
3: going to be online um but the question that I wanted to ask was like in terms like going back into like marketing kind of thing. Like, um I was actually curious like, what gives you like the ideas like for in terms of flavors and like the names of the drinks?
1: So okay, so like the weekend warrior. I, which drink did you have?
3: I had the. What color was it? He he had the he had the tequila with the
0: uh, guava. I believe. The guava, yes, yes. Oh,
1: my guava mama. I don't. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like, guys aren't going to want to order the guava mama, but you'd be surprised. They're like, can I get three guava mamas? I'm like, you sure can.
0: Those hit pretty hard. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Yeah, it, it was
3: I, really I, I good.
1: That one. So um, honestly, like, and thank you. So honestly, I don't know. I just, it's like, okay, so how I tell, I, so the other day I did an event and this amazing little girl came up to me and she was so cute. and She was like, so intrigued. She was like, are you self-taught? And I was like, kind of. And she was like, well, how did you get to bartend? And I said, well, truth be told, I come from a big Latino family and we like to party, right? And I'm sure you guys can relate. So at a young age, I jumped behind the bar and I was just mixing shit around. And I like to cook. So I guess if you like to cook and you like to be creative, it works, right? And so how I tell people is when I do my mixology classes, because I also do mixology classes, I tell people, it is your, it is your playing field. You get to be a botanist, an alchemist, like a science, right? You're mixing flavors, you're mixing shit. There's so many drinks in the world. Like there's thousands of drinks. I, I don't even know half of them. Um, but I know <laughs> that I like to play around with, like, I like to experiment, right? Like that's the one cool thing. Like that's the, the messed up part about science, right? Like when you think of science, you're like, I want to... To put chemicals and chemicals and mix shit. Nah, we didn't even get to do that in high school. I, not in my high school. So <laughs> now behind the bar, I have all these cool gizmos and gadgets and utensils and tinctures and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, we're just gonna mix shit. So a lot of the time, I just mess around. I mess around with ingredients, I mess around with flavors, I like to try to fit things so that they're seasonal. I like colors. And I'm gonna be honest. I uh, my motto is I want to make a drink that I myself would drink. I'm not gonna (laughs) give you some shit that tastes like Kool Aid or something that I wouldn't drink. And so half the time, I'm trying out my drinks and I'm drunk.
3: (laughs) Can
1: I get a delivery of like twenty drinks, oh my god! I've had to have my my bar back and like my friends who are here. I'm like okay. Here's a straw, try this real quick before I before I put them together. And they're like, oh, that's good, it needs more of this. So I just play around. Like I, I play around with ingredients. I, I do my research. I really try to like educate myself as much as possible. And I've learned in the last two years so much about liquors, mixers, bitters, um, aperitifs, you name it. I've, I've learned so much. And then I learn what goes, what doesn't go. Um, Like, what helps with the digestive system, whatever. And so, like, for example, My Weekend Warrior, which has been a hit, um, it kind of came to be because it it was, I wanted a drink that was fun. So, like, I like neon colors. Like, I am a 80s, 90s baby to the fullest. Like, I'm all about pop shit that pops, right? I want to have fun. So, I was like, well, I want my drinks to be fun. And so, I wanted to have different colors that popped. So I came up with the Weekend Warrior because I'm a diehard Warriors fan. And after, <laughs> and it was blue, it was like blue and yellow. Like when I would mix the blue curacao and the, the pina together, it had this cool like blue yellow effect. That's dope. Uh, so once you guys get the drink. It's
0: All right, keep it locked on Untitled and Unbothered. We'll be right back. Let's keep it moving.
1: It's blue, but like if you see, if I were to make the drink like in front of you, in a glass i garnish it with a yellow uh with a lemon so that's mm. where that blue and the yellow come together so i was like oh it's a it looks like a warrior's drink and then i was like it's pretty strong it probably should be a drink that that you drink on the weekends when you don't got shit to do the next day because it's not <laughs> for the week right so i was like yes. oh weekend warrior it's you gotta be a real one to drink this because you can't drink this on monday or tuesday you're not going to work so yeah. that's how i came up with that name and then like was, go on that
0: was really clever no sorry to interrupt that that was really clever because um it reminded me of a uh amf
1: <laughs> and
0: um <laughs> it sounds like yeah, one <laughs> it, it sounds like one and uh, no i i tried it actually i think one of the first times that um because like you mentioned doc I, I go to doc for my haircut and i saw a blue drink and he's like oh man you got to try this one called the weekend warrior and i looked at him too and i was like Oh, man, just by the name. Like, yeah. it, it looks like an AMF. And by the name, he goes, yeah, you got to try it. So that night, I tried it. And I think Johnny was actually with me that night. Oh, I man, that I, I I drank that whole thing. And I, it didn't even take, like, 20 minutes. And I'm like, damn, this is – like, I was actually feeling it. I was like, damn, I was like, I need to get it again. Um, and, it, and it's funny because, like, you don't even know – uh the background story of all these things you just go by like the the taste right at first and it's it's it was amazing and then it's like now you have all the like bay area teams that's dope and i was actually gonna ask you do you have any orange and black ones for for the of giants
1: i can totally come up with one i could i love to challenge myself and get creative i mean um i do mm-hmm. i have an orange october what am i talking hey. about
2: Hey, I do. That, that, that's all
1: you have to say my <laughs> fall, what yeah. yeah yeah no and it the, that, just to, to talk about that weekend warrior mm-hmm. i served it at an event that i did a pop-up at a barber shop um and uh one of the girls comes up and she's like in her face she was like mm, i'm cool off amfs and i said hold on because i'm a real one i always tell people that buy drinks for me whether it be at a party at an event at mm-hmm. a bar this is my motto Hey, try it. If you don't like it, I'll make you something that you do like. I go, but it's not what you think it is. And then they're. I was like, because I would drink it, and I like to drink liquor straight. I'm. I Me drink. My, I drink my liquor straight, right? Me too. So, so, but then, but then, drinking liquor straight is not a craft cocktail, right? And my, what I do is I make craft cocktails. So I take liquor and I infuse it. I make it pretty. I garnish it. I give you something where. I mean, it's funny because I got men, grown ass men who are like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not doing that fancy shit. And then I make them a drink and they're like, that's really tasty. Right. Yeah, another and one. it's all about like presentation, right? Like yeah. I, you got to know your audience too. Like that's one thing I've learned. It's like, I'm not going to give you something with hella flowers coming out of it and all kinds of shit because 9 times out of 10 a guy's going to be like nah I'm cool I don't want that drink so you yeah. got to really, you gotta put it in a rocks glass because something about the aesthetics of a rocks glass makes a man feel manlier I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not going to lie because when I drank it like yeah it has all these colors and stuff like for me personally I don't really like that's not in my mind when I'm drinking like I, I'm like you I like drinking hard liquor like if I'm drinking shots I don't like chasing or i like to drink it straight right. but uh when i drink your drinks it's like it doesn't feel like i'm drinking a fruity drink or like i'm drinking some you know drink that you find and because um, there are people that like mixing their drinks or those fruity drinks like that's all they drink and so like you actually can attract those people really well because you know they're gonna see colors and stuff but for the other side right the people like you that like more of a hard liquor I feel like you do a really unique job of capturing like that hard liquor sense in a fruity looking dr- drink, right? It's not not meaning that it is fruity, um, but that's kind of like what I was going to ask you about. Um, what, what's unique about your business? What what, what, actually, what what would you tell someone, you know, because for an entrepreneur, it's like you want to make something that's unique. Right. And I, and I think uh, you've answered a lot of them that are unique. But is there is there anything else that kind of makes you stand out? of other people kind of doing the same thing that you're doing?
1: Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't know anybody that's doing what I'm doing. And if they are, they're not.
0: They're not doing it right.
1: I mean, here's the thing with that what is I'm true. doing, right? I, I put fast events on my label for a reason. And, and that being said, I could have picked any name, right? Mm-hmm. I could have been... I don't know, cutie bartender. I don't know, something stupid and corny, right? Yeah. And I was like, why would I put myself in a box, right? Like, I have the capacity and and the creativity to really do events, like to make things come to life. Like, whatever your vision is, let's do it, right? So I didn't want to put myself in a box. So I put events on it because... I wanted to be able to do more than just the bartending. I wanted to be able to put together an event to make your party eventful, right? Mm -hmm. To make your party, oh my God, that was an event, that shit rocked, right? I don't want it to just be like, oh, I made you drinks right on, I dropped them off. No, I I wanted you to go, we need her. Like we need her, what she embodies, her energy and all that jazz. So, I mean, it's funny because I, um, I have this conversation often with people are like, well, why should I hire you over, you know, so-and-so? And I'm like, well, you're right. Why not hire me? I'm like, I come with great intentions. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm an honest person. There's nothing that you can tell me that I can't work with. And, and that all comes with experience, right? And I'm, and I say these to my clients in the beginning, like, Hey. Tell me your vision. What What is it? Tell me your budget. What do you want to see happen at this party? Because I'm going to make it an event. It's not going to be just a party. It's going to be an event. Like, mm-hmm. it is going to be epic. And then just right there, it's like, they're like, okay, I'm intrigued. Talk to me more. So then that being said, like, I think what really makes me stand out is that I'm able to do more than one thing. Like, I bring, I not only can I make you a drink, but I'm not too I'm not too prideful to pick up and shag the 20 glasses that are hanging out on the table right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a hard worker, so you're gonna get the full package when you get me. You're not just gonna get some snooty ass bartender, which I'm sure we've all encountered snobby ass arrogant bartenders, right? I know mm-hmm. I have, I have mm-hmm. the worst. You're like, come on bro, like, <laughs> save that. So yeah. so yeah, so that being said, I think that that's what makes me stand out is that I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty genuine, you know, I'm pretty fun. And it's funny because I, the other day, I, the goal for me is to eventually, my goal is to, and uh, it's in the works, we're working on it right now um, with the support of my family and with the support of like people who have really believe in like my business. I'm actually working on getting, a like converting a horse trailer um, out into like a three tap bar um, so that I can like pull up literally two events with this nice. dope that bar setup cool. yeah that's the goal so I told myself by year three year five I was gonna be able to incorporate that into my business that was the original goal so right <clears> now <throat> we're just we're hustling we're working we're stacking we're getting our name out there to eventually the goal is to have these bars these 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 cool dope looking, rustic, you know, make me horse trailers, if you guys know what a horse trailer and convert it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so I was telling my boy, cause he's like an entrepreneur and he's one of my mentors as well. I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, the goal is for me to be person of contact. Like I want to be able to have four or five events in a weekend and me oversee them. And he goes, but Felina, he was like, a lot of these people are paying for you he's like for you to be behind the bar for you to be the one shooting the shit for you to be the one engaging with customers he's like what are you gonna do if you can't be there and i'm like i'm gonna have to train my 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 army my my you know my backup to to be like me to be lively to be fast to be fast paced to have that energy consistently um because because that's what matters, right? Is like, is you can be a bartender and pour up drinks, but if you can't deal with a crowd, and you can't multitask and 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 carry a conversation while making sure your drink is consistent, then you ain't shit. I mean, that's just the reality of it. So yes, I've not met anybody who's doing what I'm doing, but if you find them, you tell them some work for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's very interesting.
1: Did I answer yeah. that question?
0: You
2: answered it and you provide even more information. (laughs)
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, What I was going to say is, you know, uh, after you said all of that, how many drinks do you have and how do you work with remembering what goes in every single drink? Cause I bet that's kind of hard.
1: It's muscle memory.
2: Muscle memory. Mm -hmm.
1: I, um, it's, it is hard. It's hard to remember, Mm -hmm. but when they're your drinks and you make a hundred of the same drink on a Thursday night you just remember mm-hmm. I mean you just remember you just muscle memory right and I think that's what makes you good at something right is practice yeah. trial and error so <laughs> I just remember I mean I have I think I have my own signature drinks I, I want to say I haven't counted but I'm probably at like 20 20 of like my own signature cocktails and I mean it's hard right because you don't want to like steal there's, there's, I think there's like 50 classic cocktails that have made the like bartenders list, right? And then I think after 50, there's like a hunt, there's like, there's like an hundred universal cocktails that are like the universal cocktail lists, right? From like martinis to Manhattan's, like the basic ones. Yeah. And so I try to do spinoffs. Like I try to like, like I love Manhattan. I mean, I love uh, old fashions. I really mm-hmm. like old fashions. I don't know if you guys like old fashions or if you've had them, but I try to, play with that. Like I'll do smoked black, I'll do smoked black old fashions. I'll do smoked fig. I'll do rosemary syrup instead of regular syrup. I'll do lavender syrup and you know what I'm saying? Like bitters, I mess around with bitters. I'll do walnut bitters. So like literally what I said, like the science. Um, So I just play around and then I come up with drinks. I literally have people who sit at my bar maybe one day you guys can be test like I can use you guys as my guinea pigs but I have people who sit at the bar and I'm like tell me what this needs and they're like that's perfect or "Mm, that needs less of this and so I just I just I get creative um with things behind the bar and with I like every time I go to like a wine store or like a liquor store and I see some like a new product or a new syrup or a new something I I try to get in and like try to figure out, well, what will this go with and what will this pair nicely with? And and so it, muscle memory, playing around, consistency. I mean, the Guava Mama, that drink came out of nowhere. I don't, One day, I only had guava juice here and tequila and I had soda water. And I'm like, OK, so I put guava, te, you know, I, I mixed all those three things. And I was like, but yeah. this is still kind of blame. So I put heen in it.
2: <laughs> there you go.
1: And the tahin just made it look cool. And then everybody was like that. Like, people tried that and they were like, this is good, put this on your menu. And I'm like, okay. So the guava mama came to be a drink. Just I noticed it, that. That's all I had in the house.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I put, I actually tried the one that you had with pineapple and you put the tahine in there. It just, it, it looks unique. It's it it not a lot of people, too. like who, who really thinks of putting tahine in their drink? But people will, will like it because they like tahin practically on anything. So,
1: I've been so busy, but I and like and and busy in a great way. But as soon as you know, I have some time, um, I make my drinks and I you know, I I give them to people. And like, I think people I don't know how everybody probably has their own way. Like, if you guys have seen my packaging, I have like the 16 ounce, um, Mm. originally it's it's morphed, like, my look has morphed over the months, Mm -hmm. and I finally have a look that I'm happy with. And I found this like eco friendly. Um, secure sixteen ounce tops. They're cute. I love them. They're they're dope. I they think they work well. They're they fit well. They like I like them. They fit well in your hand. And then recently, people can't break them. Yeah. it <laughs> so went from mason jars, right? Mm-hmm. Mason jar to now this. Okay. So with the so now I have pouches, right? The Capri Sun pouches. Oh, that's right. And that came to be because a lot of people were going outdoors for shit. And they were hiking or they were going on picnics and i was like Mm -hmm. well that works like that that little pouch works it's like an adult caprice and so that look changes but i think what i really need to do is i need to take the time to make a little video and and explain and show in my video how you can transform that drink into a craft cocktail at home do you know what I'm saying? Oh
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Like
1: how to add the rim, how to add the garnish. Because if you go to my, like if you go to my website or if you go to my IG, my drinks look really pretty, right? And I think people see that and they're like, I want that. But then they get it in a pouch and they're like, but that doesn't. And it's it's all about the as as crazy as it sounds, right? We like things that look a please like
0: first impression,
1: appealing, mm-hmm. right, to the yeah. eye. It's all about aesthetics and how you present something. And so, like that being said, I think I'm gonna try to do like a video from home on like my top four drinks, and just show people how to make them look pretty at home with whatever you have, whether it be tahini, Himalayan salt, like you know glassware, like just just a basic glassware and and rimming it, and then garnishing it. And then now you took my my little pouch drink and made it a craft cocktail for your date, or for your guests, or for your you know your mother-in-law or you know for your dinner your dinner party so I'm gonna start doing that because I think people deserve to know like to have like my clients and people who support me should know how to prepare it right other than just drinking it like how can I make that drink look really cool
2: Mm -hmm. and also people want to put people want to put their drinks on the story and stuff like that you know show it off so
1: right right as much as I love the support and people reposting my stuff I also want people to be able to like take, take from this like that's the point too like I like I'm all about I'm all about people learning and 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 crafting on their own like when I do mixology classes a lot of the people are like so they're like so thankful and they love it they're like oh my god I know how to make a real drink like you should see their like their faces like it like you know like when you do artwork and then you see the artwork come to life you're like I painted that right yeah same thing like you know when your kid comes to you, like, look what I drew, and you're like, oh, I see it. I see the eyes. I see the dog. I see the whatever. You want your work to look a certain way, right? You want to be able to create. I'm a kinesthetic learner. I'm a visual learner. I want to see a product. I want to see my results. So if you can teach someone, you can teach someone to make something. You've already given them skills to use for forever, right? What's mm-hmm. the saying? If you can. You can teach someone to fish. How does it go? How does the saying go? Someone help me.
0: Uh, Mama (laughs) Guava. Yeah, I have no idea.
1: (laughs) You can can buy someone a fish or you can teach them how to fish, right? And it's like if you teach them a trait or you teach Mm. them a skill, then they've been able to make it for, for themselves and for others. And so that's the goal too, is I want people to be able to like make their own drinks take my drinks and remake them at home for their guests right Mm -hmm. I don't want to. as much as I like getting people just intoxicated I also (laughs) want people to hop on with my drinks and with the experience I want it to be an experience for you
3: my my last question was going to be like for someone out there that's like looking for a company like yours to cater for their parties or for their event uh what would be like a good place for them to kind of connect with you and, you know, to reach out.
1: Yeah. So um, my website, which is www.fasteventssf.com, um, they can go ahead and it's, I, I set it up. So it's super basic. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you can like shoot me a message or an email. Um, you can also DM me at fast F-A-S underscore events. events so it's event sf underscore that makes sense and they can dm me they can find me like that and then um i'm basically like a one-stop shop i have a couple weddings lined up um god willing if everything pans out right and i'm basically like in charge of getting the dj for that and the staffing and all of it so i'm starting to really like expand on more than just the bartending scene um which is kind of scary but also kind of cool because now i'm growing and i'm learning more right so i'm kind of like a one-stop shop but yeah i mean um ig right now and my website are the best ways to to reach up out to me
2: Definitely are you still? Will. sorry go ahead John. i was just gonna ask are you still catering events right now uh during covid
1: yeah so actually in, interesting enough right people still want to do stuff um yeah. so i have like some cool things that i um i came up with i'm doing like paint nights one of your guys's friends said mm-hmm. Zed, said
3: mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah, so I teamed up with him. He's dope, shout out to Cedric. Um, my girl Lucia too, she's dope. So I have these two artists now that I'm working with that I collabed with and we're doing pour up and paint. So mm. basically I'm, I'm, I allow groups, small groups of like 10 or less um, to basically come pull up. We get to make drinks and they get to paint. And I, I, I allow them to pick two drinks from my menu. Um, and it's been, I've done three of them. I have two for this weekend coming up, which is pretty exciting. And then, um, yeah, so I just do stuff like that. Like I, I do small, like I, I, I've been lucky enough to have people who are supporting me and hiring me for even like the smallest things, right? Even if it's like 15 people in their backyard. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think too, um, when you get a bartender, even if it's like a five person dinner at your house, it just makes the experience way different, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, it really does. It kind of makes it official. You're like, oh shit, we got a bartender. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I, mean? like, I Like, the other day I did an event with mm-hmm. only 15 people in Vallejo and this lady was so cute. She walks up and she's like, I haven't been to a bar in months. She was like, this is cool. And it was like in the <laughs> backyard. You know what I'm saying? It's just me. And yeah. she's like, I don't even know what to where to start. And I was like, well, here are your options. So pick one. <laughs> and super cute about it. But I mean, I think I think, yeah, like I've been I've been I've been finding ways to stay relevant and to stay creative. And like I said, I'm very blessed that I have like even people like yourself, like I came across you guys through doc like it's all been through one you know like
0: networking connections
1: networking Mm -hmm. but i also think people who understand people and who care about people who are supportive because i myself like i have a lot of friends right now single like mothers and Mm. women young women who are like inspired and are starting up their own little business whether it be cookies whether it be cakes whether it be perfumes and I'm like encouraging them I'm like do it go get it it's gonna happen it's gonna you're gonna get momentum like for your guys like you guys in your podcast that's dope I want to do I want to have my own podcast one day like I think Mm -hmm. that's dope like this is what you guys are into you guys are pretty well versed like you guys are asking me the right questions you guys are like you know I think that's what matters right is the support system right and so like having that energy consistently like people who are willing to like support you it's just it it's it's gonna grow like that good energy grows as corny as that sounds man like if you if you surround yourself with people who are also hustlers who also have that mentality of, of wanting to support others in other realms it's just gonna be like a cyclical effect and everybody's gonna like work with you the idea is to work with each other right so you guys are helping me in in great ways and like I told Alejandro, I said, I don't want to do this podcast until I can give you guys drinks that you guys can be sipping now while we're having this conversation so that my drinks, you know, so you believe my product. Like yeah. mm-hmm. you, can, you can, like all the other podcasts I've done, I bring drinks usually, right? It's like face to face. And then they're sipping them and they're like, mm, and they're critiquing and they're asking me questions. So I really mm-hmm. wanted that experience. And, and I promise you guys, if you guys give me your addresses and whatnot, I will drop off <laughs> a, little, a little, a little mix of, of a mix and match of some goodies, so you guys can actually really like understand, understand like what my passion is and what I like to create.
2: Well, part two coming soon. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: exactly this is going to be not,
2: live. Man. It's going to be live too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just talking to Felina. Hopefully, we can uh, you know follow through next week. We're gonna, I'm gonna go live with Felina, um, and you know we'll have a couple of drinks in our hand. Maybe the conversation will. We'll go a different way now, with some drinks. But no, honestly, um, that was this was such a great way to uh, conclude this episode. I, I'm really grateful, Felina, for coming on. And like you mentioned, uh, you know, I met you through Doc and, and you've been really supportive as well. And you've been I, l- I love your energy. I love your drive. And, um, you know, we're all here to help each other at the end of the day, especially through COVID. We're seeing that support is big. Right. And especially as a as a native to San Francisco and, and an Excelsior native. And, all you know, we, we, there's, you never know who you meet because they know someone you might know. And life is just it's it's very it's a small world right and you know Felina like you we knew we, we didn't know each other but we know people that we know right obviously so um, so yeah anyways I just wanted just to say thank you and uh, you know this idea of entrepreneurship but it's bigger than that right it's just it's not so formal I mean there's there's so many things that come with having your own business me as a business major myself I I, I graduated with the international business degree and this is something that I love talking about business marketing community all these different factors right and i think that you were a great person to bring on for this topic and so um yeah i'll just conclude with that and uh, thank you so much everyone thank you for listening to um untitled and unbothered like my brother uh, ed once said let's keep it moving <laughs> All right, there you have it, Untitled and Unbothered. Hope you guys have enjoyed the episode today, and continue to support us every Friday. Follow us on Instagram at untitled underscore unbothered, and have a great weekend. Let's keep it moving.